blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back, it's Superman versus real estate. Talking Back. Hey, everybody, welcome to Talking Back podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today is co-host Dean. And we are here today to talk Superman, I guess. Is it Tim? That was a great start. That was really you know going what? somewhere, and then it just the bottom totally fell out of it. Because <laughs> you know what happened there was, as I was saying the opening, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to start humming the theme song to Superman. Yeah. And I started humming it in my head and I realized what I was actually humming was the Star Wars theme song. Uh, Very, very similar. (laughs) I couldn't actually pull the Superman out of my brain. So that just went, uh, went disastrously wrong. Great opening. Love it. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So spoiler alert, we're here to talk Superman. Superman, the movie, 1978. I was born in 1978. Awesome, man. I love when we do birth year movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born uh, December 6th, and then eight days later, this movie gets released. Cool. That is not a coincidence. That is not a coincidence, Tim. Same thing with, no. um, I believe, Jaws 2, 1978. Same thing. You got that connection spooky. to that movie, too. Yeah, it's very spooky. spooky. Am I allowed to be upset that this movie is an origin story? Are you allowed can to be, be upset? Can, can I be mad about that? Uh, great, I, Tim. Great question. And I, I don't think you are because it's 1978. It's the, it's, and it's the first one, right? It's the, it's first, the first one. one. Like it's, but I'm just, I'm just so over origin stories. I know. Honestly, I was going to say this when we got there. Just clip out that first 40 minutes of the movie and this thing is popping. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like the first 40. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm I don't. Not, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Oh, we're we're gonna like we're gonna go at it again this week. We're going at it. The fists the fists are out. Fists, we're going to fisticuffs. <laughs> uh, good thing I brought my kryptonite. Oh, Tim, why does that even work? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Specifically uh, in this movie, I don't know. But... Placebo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, that's interesting. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just <laughs> damn. That would have been a great what if. That would have been great. Yeah. Shoot. Switch it up. Shoot. Switch it Let's up. Let's start over. Let's start yep. over. Yeah. Reset. <laughs> what did you think of this movie? Um, okay, so I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. Um, okay. When I was so like, you've a, seen it before. Yeah, when I was a little little kid though, um, I was like, cool Superman, cool movie. I don't have like, I have some memories of the movie. Um, But then like Batman came along into my life and I was, I like didn't give a shit about Superman after Batman came into my life. And so I just totally forgot about these movies. Haven't watched them since I was a kid. Um, So threw this one on and uh, haven't seen it in like 25 years, maybe like so long. So it was, it was kind of fresh. Um, I remember beats, beats of the movie, um, but it was kind of fresh. Yeah, it was, um, it was enjoyable for sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. I like yeah, it. I'm same as you. I watched I watched the hell out of this movie as a kid. Uh it was so cool. I, I it was like the first superhero movie I'd seen. So the yeah. stuff going on in this movie just like blew little Tim's mind. Totally. It was a lot of fun. I always enjoyed um enjoyed these Superman movies. I definitely like two 
more than one. Mm-hmm. That was the the more fun one for a Same. kid. Yeah. That movie also has a snake in it. Ooh. So I love these like cameos of weird creatures and like normal creatures. I'm saying weird creature because of that uh, <laughs> that space eel oh, in the Wrath yeah. of Khan that I love so much. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I'm a big fan of Jaws, the shark, and then Superman too because there was a snake. That's it. This, there's just a snake. This is back when you love snakes. Now you respect snakes. Now I fear and respect fear them. Fear and yes. respect them. That was back when you <laughs> yeah. loved them. <laughs> That's when I loved and wanted one. Yeah. Now I fear and respect yes. them, everybody. Yes. Rightfully so. Okay? Yes. There's a reason that humans fear and respect snakes. Okay? That is, yeah. That's in, inside of our DNA. Yeah. The, no, do not fight that. No. Don't try to fight that. Don't try to fight that fear and be all cool and touch a snake. Don't do it. There's nothing good can come from touching a snake. Nothing. 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 It's not even, it doesn't even look cool in pictures to wrap it around your neck. I know you want to do it. You want to put it around your neck. It's not cool. No. It costs like a ton of money to to have this done. A ton (laughs) of money for some zookeeper to put a boa constrictor on my shoulder for half a second and it, it wasn't worth it. No, it wasn't no, worth it, wasn't. it. It's also not worth it to pick up a wild snake. No, <laughs> no, promise not you worth that. It. Yeah, unless you want to get scared straight, then you pick one up. Yeah, that'll change you. That'll yeah. change a person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, then. Uh, I like this movie. Yeah, yeah. That's it's fun. It's a fun movie. It I'm, is. Fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation because this is not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, I would agree. It's, yeah, it's not great. Um, there's definitely aspects of it. Um, you know, there's tons of things that don't even really make any sense. Um, and there's just, it, it's, it's, there's things in this movie that are so weird that you just have to kind of smile and laugh along with it. Um, and so it was yes. a very enjoyable watch for me. Well, I, I liked when that first 40 minutes was done. I thought it really kicked in then, but yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this movie held up very well. Agreed. Um, on a modern day rewatch. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> uh, lots, lots of the movies we 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 cover from the seventies right. and eighties are excellent. And yeah, it's just like they could have been made yesterday. This one, this one yeah. is so dated. Like, yeah, it's so not, dated. I'm actually not even going to recommend this one to people. <laughs> I know. Like, un- unless you are like really, really into this movie because you have uh, nostalgia for it, or if you're just very, very curious. Like, it's not terrible. It's it's definitely watchable. But um, there are some excellent things about it. But you don't need to go and see this one. Yeah, I was thinking after or while I was watching it and, you know, towards the end, I was like, could this be anybody's favorite movie? Could it really be it anybody's be. favorite movie? Because it's so bad. That's what I was thinking. That's, like, that's how it could be. Yeah. OK, I guess. Like yeah, someone you could who, someone just, who have, just like really, yeah. really likes bad movies. Or you could have so possible. much nostalgia for it that it's yeah. just. Yeah, it is possible. Dean, this movie had a budget of $55 million. That sounds like a lot. It's a lot. Okay. We recently covered Aliens, which is released eight years after this with a budget of $18 million. And that movie looked insane. Yeah. It was incredible. So $55 million, huge budget. Yeah. But it grosses $300 million worldwide. That is ridiculous. But it's it's, it's the Superman property. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to do excellent, right? Everybody loves Superman. Totally, man. This movie made a ton of money. Everybody went and saw this movie. And correct me if I'm wrong, 
this movie is still making money because you had to rent it. I had to rent it. I did have it's to rent still... it. It's still making money. Listeners. It made my oh, money. Oh, hey, listeners. <laughs> listeners, thanks for joining this week. We appreciate that. Uh, this movie is still making money. It's now up to $300 million <laughs> and and $5. $4.99. <laughs> yeah, $4.99. Because you have to get that Boom. HD version, Tim, because it really mattered for this one. <laughs> it ha- You have to. Nobody's getting uh, SD. I watched it on DVD, though. Cool. I posted on social media for everybody that I picked up the four-pack on DVD. How much was that four-pack? Uh, Superman 1, 2, 3, 4. Uh, oh, it was an excellent deal. It was like 15, 15 or 16 Canadian dollars. Oh, that's really good. I've already paid. I've already paid a third of that just renting. You have, yeah. Yeah, maybe check it out. Check it out. I should, well, I don't know if I want to put more money at this movie. <laughs> well, we're probably going to be doing more. Okay. I mean, two, we got to do two, right? We both have said we, well, we'll that, do that's two. the one we loved. So, Yeah, two, two's great. Um, we're not going to double up on, just so people know, we're not going to double up on this one. This is not like Star Trek where we did one, we're doing two. Uh, we're doing this one. We're not doing two next week. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Keep, it's not even on the schedule. That's what we're trying to say. Keep listening. Yeah. yeah, don't skip next week because if you're not interested in Superman, <laughs> it's not. It's not there. But I think doing three and four would be also pretty fun. Maybe even three and four on a double feature or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, sounds good. Those ones suck. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about movies that suck, you really start to get into them there. Great. But this movie was directed by Richard Donner, mm-hmm. who I am not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. He, he, um, I just, I don't know. He just hasn't done a lot of stuff that I really like. He's done The Omen, which is probably my favorite, mm-hmm. maybe other than Superman. Like, I, I, I respect Superman. It's a lot of fun. Omen's a good movie. He did The Goonies. That's also good. He did Scrooged, and he did all four of the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. So, so he also did this movie. He also did, sorry, he did Superman 2. Yeah. But the Superman 2 that was released had barely any of his original footage in it. It's, it's a bit of a weird story. Like, they filmed Superman 1 and Superman 2 at the same time. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes kind of sense, yeah. Sure, sure it does. They got 75% of the way done too and realized, okay, we've taken on, like, more than we can chew here. We need to stop with two and just finish one. Um, okay. There were big fights with the director and yeah. the producer. At one point, the director said, if I see... He said something like, "If at the time, at that time when when we were when we were filming, if I saw the producer, I was going to kill him," is what he said. <laughs> so, That's some. That is. You're right. That is some trouble. It's, it's yeah. It's a pretty severe um, um, filming set there. But after they get that seventy five percent done and in the can, they don't bring Donner back for the second one. Oh, okay. okay. They br- in in the first one, they actually bring in a a guy like a co-director to help out, and he basically says he goes to Donner. He's like, "Look, the only reason I'm here is because the producers owe me money from another movie, so they brought me on, and they said they're going to pay me if I help you direct this movie." He said, "I'm not doing anything." He says, "I don't want to look at dailies. I'm not going to tell you what to do." He says, "If you have any questions or need help, let me know." But I'm nice. doing nothing. So he he does nothing. Yeah. Donner does all the stuff, but that's the guy they bring in okay, for number okay. two. But in like two thousand, the early two thousands, they settled like some sort of lawsuit with uh, Marlon Brando's estate because um, I guess he had he had some sort of rights to mm-hmm. the to the film. So once they settled with him, 
they settled with him so that they could use his likeness in that Superman Returns reboot. And after they like paid him money for that, then the footage for these other movies became available. And Richard Donner was able to actually go back and release his own cut of the movie. Oh, interesting. With, uh, with like that 75% of his wow. footage. And then, so there's a bunch of, a bunch of unseen stuff in that Donner cut, which I actually haven't seen, but I would like to see. I'm kind of curious to see what that is. Yeah, so. for sure. So like Richard Donner like shot the second movie, but what was released okay. is not yeah. him directing it. It's like really okay. not his cut. So whole lot of yeah, whole that's lot of a lot of weird stuff. stuff. Yeah, very yeah, very strange. That would be interesting though. I mean, although although I'm with you, I don't really like Donner. Um, sort of the one thing that comes to mind when I think of him is uh, overrated. At least with all of the those like those movies you named, I think they're all kind of people love those movies. I know everyone's going to get mad. People love Goonies and they love Scrooge and they love this Superman movie. And I think they're just really not that good. Like they're fine movies, but I don't think they hold up as much as people think they do. Um, So yeah, I just, I think he's a little overrated and I don't, I'm not necessarily sure. I mean, it'd be interesting to see that cut, but I'm not necessarily sure that it would be a better movie Mm -hmm. or not. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm going to watch it. I, I do want to watch it. I'd probably like to watch them maybe back yeah, to back sure. just to see. Uh, the story is done by Mario Puzo, who wrote Godfather 1 and 2. Music by our buddy John Williams. Now, at this point in his career, he's already been nominated for 13 Academy Awards. And he would receive another Academy Award nomination for this one. Well deserved. Talk about money in the bank with that dude. This movie, Dean was actually nominated for four Academy Awards as well. Oh, and cool. it wins for Best Visual Effects. So. Really? Yes, really. This movie is an Academy Award winning movie. Tim, I don't know if you knew this, but a dude flies in this movie. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's yeah. very cool. Don't get me Doing wrong. an Oscar. I mean, when I saw that as a kid, I was like, this is... this is." When I saw it, it was back when like that was real. Like, Superman exists. Yeah. He can fly... There's one person in the world who can do that, and it's him. And maybe one one day he'll save me, you know, from right. something. <laughs> yeah, you'll fall from the top of a building one day, and he'll. Yeah, be there. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll jump off a building, a tall building, and scream, I'll shriek, I'll shriek, and be saved. Yeah, yeah, Tim. Th- sorry, that reminded me. Do you remember when they used to for Halloween put out this like Superman cape, and it would have to say on it don't try to fly because kids were jumping off their roofs trying to fly. No, I don't, but I believe oh. that. Yeah. Kids, eh? <laughs> kids are kids. stupid. <laughs> kids are so stupid, man. <laughs> hey, now I always find this interesting in movies. So I want to talk a little bit about it. Is that usually with, with movies, there's a bunch of people who are up for the lead role and a bunch of people who turn it down, who turn cool. it down. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. I find it interesting. So these are the people who were, approved to play superman james con steve mcqueen clint eastwood dustin hoffman and muhammad ali now burt reynolds turns down the role robert redford was deemed to be too famous paul newman was offered his choice of superman lex luther or jor-el and he turns them all down john wayne's son patrick wayne was cast as superman but he had to drop out Arnold Schwarzenegger was lobbying hard to get the role, but he he was ignored. And then Christopher Reeve was initially dismissed because he was too skinny. But after a screen Ah. test, he really impressed them. 
and was offered the role as long as he promised to beef up for the movie. Okay, he beefed. He put on like 25 or 30 pounds of muscle um, for the movie, so. Okay, I mean, if that, if that, uh, if his like Superman costume, if that's really him right underneath that, he, like, he's beefed up. He looks, he looks strong. No, those are all CG muscles. That's all CG. Oh, CG muscles. Okay, shit. <laughs> Visual effects, yeah. Visual effects. They made him that's look so That's why they won, yeah. He's, yeah so that's why they won. He looks so filled out. He's only in it when he's Clark. All the Superman <laughs> stuff is all CG. It's, it's amazing. Wow. It's it amazing is, how bad they made the CG too. look. That's wow. why they got the award. Now, Marlon Brando. Do you know much about Marlon Brando? I do. I do know Marlon Brando, yeah. He's a bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> a bit of a troublemaker, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he secures on this movie a salary of $3.7 million, which is huge. Yeah. But he would also secure 12% of the box office gross. He's in like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, he had some really good ideas, though. He proposed the idea that he not even appear in the film. (laughs) That's a great idea. That perhaps... Perhaps it might work better if his character was played by a suitcase or perhaps a bagel that he could voice. <laughs> oh, man, this guy. <laughs> That's a great idea. A I mean, bagel I'm that he a could bagel. voice? It's set in Metropolis slash New York. Like, of course, it's a bagel. <laughs> this is why you pay this guy the big bucks. Like, yeah. he brings he brings quality ideas like this. <laughs> he then refuses to memorize his lines. Of course. So they had to set up cue cards everywhere, all over the place for this guy. And then, like as as I mentioned before, since Mm -hmm. they were filming Superman 1 and 2 at the same time, filming on those movies, he's in both, filming on those movies lasted 19 months, but Brando negotiates to only be on set for 12 days. Wow. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Genius. He's got genius ideas. How bad do you need Marlon Brando to like Here's the thing. bend over like this for the dude? Here's the thing. I don't even really like him that much. Like I've I don't seen really lot, either. I've seen a lot of movies he's in and I never like him. He's I like just him in Apocalypse in... Now. It's it's uh, real I sure, really like that. Sure. But like I don't know. It's for me in Apocalypse Now is not he's not like the key. Like I don't need him in the movie. I don't know. It's yeah. He's again in my mind. I'm gonna say it again as a overrated, but uh, I'm I'm probably in mm. trouble in this episode. But yeah, I that is hilarious. Oh, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Brando fan. Yeah. He does okay in this movie. I mean, I think you can insert any deep voiced person, any deep voiced male to play his role, and this movie is fine. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. Hundred percent. He brings nothing extra to the movie. No. All right, then. Let's get into the story. Okay. A bit of a weird opening to the movie. Yeah. Like, it, like it looks like we're in a theater, and we see some curtains open, and then the screen shows, like, an action comics comic book, and we hear a kid reading the comic book, and then the movie kicks in. Yeah. No idea what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a waste of money, I think. Pretty <laughs> epic opening credit sequence, though. I, oh, I, yeah. I really think it looked really great for 78. Yeah. Um, I did notice a bit of issue with the effects on the text that they were doing, but they can have a pass. It's fine. Yeah. As mentioned before, what we get here is an origin story, even though Superman at this time has, has been around for 40 years. So 
I don't know. I just I just don't get why directors are so focused on origin stories. But I, I get I it for the first Superman movie. Because nobody like not everybody's read comics. Maybe everyone doesn't know who Superman is. So they come, they get the full story, boom, you got your you got your movie. That's true. Yeah, you kinda need it here, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't want it anymore, but I'm I it's okay that it happened in seventy eight to me. Yeah. So we start on Superman's home planet of Krypton. But before we get into this origin story, Dean, we're throwing a bit of a curveball to set the sequel up. And I am actually very impressed by this. Yeah. I, I really like this. We see General Zod and his buddies, and they're being convicted of crimes, and they get cast into the Phantom Zone. Great. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, that, that was easily my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, ex- except for any scene Miss, Te- uh, Miss Tess Spocker was in. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. Hey, oh. Th- um, uh, th- that kind of sucks, though, when like the best, the best scene in the movie is the first scene you see. Yeah, and I actually had to pause it and check that I rented the right movie because I remember oh, yeah, right. those, I remember those, that, that group from the next movie, right? So yeah. I was like, wait a second, that's the next movie. So I had to make sure I had Superman and I did. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, it surprised me as well. I I forgot that that was the opening totally. sequence. So yeah. very, very cool though. But it makes sense because they were filming them both at the same time, right? To yeah. kind of set everything up. So Jorel is trying to warn the council about the impending... So Jorel is trying to warn the council about the impending doom to Krypton, but the council doesn't believe it. Uh, I kind of liked here, you see Jorel. He's got that little, he's got white hair, but he's got that little like curl mm, of yeah, hair yeah. on his forehead, just like uh, Superman ends up having. Yeah, I like that. I've never That's noticed cool. that before. I thought that was a yeah. pretty, pretty nice touch. Yeah, I also like his like S on his chest and seeing that everyone else has different symbols on their chest. True. You know? Like I, I feel cool, like yeah. I, yeah, I hadn't really seen something like that before where everyone else has, you know, their own, their own thing on their chest. I'm sure it's been in the other movies, but I just haven't noticed it. I really noticed it this time because of i think because of their weird costumes where they were like wearing white tinfoil that was just like shining so that chest really stuck out and i i really noticed uh noticed that it was different throughout the whole crowd of many people those those outfits were ridiculous they were like they looked pretty cool though but they were just like they were somehow glowing it looked yeah that you're right they were wearing tinfoil but those outfits were somehow glowing like brightly glowing I know it was like white and it was glowing white. It looked really cool. I, I like really it liked it. It did look it. cool. It, yeah. it, was, it was pretty neat, but they did spend $55 million. True. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. I did like that they, that they're, that Superman, that S, it's kind of like their family crest. Mm-hmm. So that, that was interesting. Which they didn't really mention in this movie, but I know they've no. mentioned before and that he said that that's his family crest. So I, I did really enjoy just that visual cue, not even being told it, but just seeing that his father had that crest and then now he's going to have it later. Really cool. Okay, so Dean, I'm going to set you up for something here, okay? Okay, is this a bit? Well, maybe, yeah, sort of. I want okay. I want you to listen very carefully to okay. what I'm going to say and I want you to finish it off. Oh, no. Okay? Okay. okay. As Krypton stares disaster in the face... Jorel is able to send Kal-El hurling through space towards Earth, a planet where he won't fit in, but will have 
Um, uh, the advantage. No, I'll do it again. As Krypton <laughs> stares disaster in the face, Jor-El is able to send Kal-El hurling through space towards Earth, a planet where he won't fit in, but will have... Uh, powers. What kind of powers? Superpowers. What kind of powers? Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's your, I'll give you a hint. It's your favorite kind of power. Oh, okay. Okay, let's do it again. Roll it again. Roll it again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As Krypton stares disaster in the face. Jorel is able to send Kal-El hurling through space towards Earth, a planet where he won't fit in, but will have unlimited power. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long it took you to get there. The important thing is you got there. <laughs> that is my favorite kind of power. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, as Krypton's being destroyed here, I kind of enjoyed watching all those pompous council members falling off the cliff to their death. <laughs> I know. Like, what the hell? It's pretty enjoyable. I love that it happened minutes after he told him. It's like, yeah. it was like five <laughs> minutes after he's like, this planet is going to be destroyed. It just starts being destroyed. It's like, you guys see that giant sun <laughs> in the sky right there? That's bigger than it's ever been. That's about to destroy us. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just a pattern. That's yeah. just a pattern that happens. They're like, our orbit's probably just shifting a bit. So I like to think that when it was rumbling and all those things were crashing through them and people were dying, some of them were still like, it's just shifting. It'll be fine. So Kal-El is blasting across the galaxy in a snowflake and he ages a few years along the way. But the whole time he's listening to a podcast from Jorel, <laughs> who's yes. who's basically like educating educating him the whole time which was yeah. really cool that's a cool idea uh kal-el makes it to earth and crashes in a field in smallville and he's about i'd say he's about four years old here he's found by jonathan and martha kent mm-hmm. and we get to see his penis it's cc <laughs> yeah. superman's penis this was a shocker man dude what the hell is going on what the hell is going what on? is this move what is this movie rated there's full frontal there's full they frontal in this one they put a naked kid in the first 10 minutes of the movie is this movie rated R? I, I actually don't know. Like, I know. Honestly, after seeing that, I was like, what is going to come next? Like, if... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I don't think you can do in movies nowadays? Full frontal child nudity? I don't think so. That was a shocker. It was a huge shocker. It was it was a big shocker because it. he was crouched in a ball at first. And like, why didn't he just stay crouched in a ball? But then he yeah. stood up and I was like, oh, yeah, he's naked. That kid is naked. He was so happy. <laughs> he could have had S underpants on. Yeah, definitely. He could have just stayed crouched. I don't know. Maybe they only had the kid for like a few minutes. Maybe they only had him for one take and they're like, stay crouched. And he stood up and they're like, I guess we got to use it. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, it wasn't wasn't all that impressive either. For Superman? <laughs> wasn't all, I wasn't impressed. <laughs> Probably have to cut that part out, hey. That is gone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it we'll see how it hits on playback. <laughs> okay, hold on. We we jump ahead to Clark now in high school. And we get to see some feats of strength from him, which are fun. Yeah, this high uh, school Clark is pretty fun. I, I like He is fun. Part. Yeah. Yeah, he kicks a football into the next town, mm-hmm. and then he runs faster than a speeding train. 
uh, although his actual running technique leaves a lot to be desired. Totally. Do, do not get it. <laughs> I'm not sure how he's moving that fast and making his body move in that way at, at the same time. It, I don't even... I, I'm not even really sure what would make his body move in that way. Like, if they told him just to fake run, is this what he did? Like, I don't understand in the making of the movie why he's moving like this. Like, why his yeah, arms I don't, I don't are so understand so how you can make a human's body move like that. I know. I don't know what's like, going on. Even if they told him to run like that. Exactly. I don't think he'd be able to do it. It's like, it appears no physically impossible. Yes. The way he's moving his arms and legs, but I know. I'll tell you what, when I saw it the first time, I was like, "Wow, fast that's kid. how I I need to learn to run like that." That's that's the technique right there. Yep, yep. Uh, Clark, the teenage Clark, is struggling here, though. Dean, he wants to share his powers with everyone. Yeah, he wants to score a touchdown. Yeah, why can't he score touchdowns? He asks his dad, "Is it showing off if a bird flies?" Yeah, good point. Is it, Dean? Is it showing off? I don't no. think so. Bird's just being a bird. A bird's being a bird. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, though, gives him a good talk and tells him that he has a greater purpose. He has a greater purpose than all this. Yeah. So, uh, and then Jonathan dies of a heart attack. Yeah. He. I love his final words, which were, "Oh no." Yeah. He like grabs his arm, his pulse. He's like, "Wait a second, I don't have a pulse anymore." Oh no. Oh. Okay. I'll fall over dead. <laughs> That's how I want to go. Wasn't the most graceful of death scenes. No, no. I, I So what I was thinking was, was he checking his pulse or was did he have a, like a heart attack? And he was like, he knew his arm was hurting and that's a heart attack. He just grabbed his arm and said, oh no, and fell into the dirt. Clark finds a crystal buried in the barn and it's glowing green. And he starts to feel like some sort of presence or, or something. Mm-hmm. He he knows that there's something kind of calling to him now, now that he's found this this green crystal. And he um, decides that he has to leave. He lets his mother, Martha, know that he's going north. This Tim, this is the strangest interaction with him and his mom. He's just like, I have to go. And she's like, I knew this someday this would come. Where are you going? North. <laughs> so strange. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they they know he's an alien, right? So yeah. And then when he when he said north, I didn't expect him to actually like go all the way north. He went all the way north. He went all the way north. Well, he's just some, something in the north was calling him. Yeah. No gloves or a toque or anything. Yeah, he's Superman though, so I feel like even Ooh. what he was wearing, he was just humoring us. But that's actually yeah, a good, really good point. He, he wasn't well dressed. Yeah. That's he wasn't a really good well point. dressed. When he gets there, when he gets all the way north. He takes the green crystal and he tosses it a few miles away where it sinks into the ice and creates the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Now, inside the fortress, Kal-El learns about his heritage from Jor-El, from a recording that Jor-El had. Now, from a bagel. this is... Yeah, thank goodness it <laughs> From his bagel, bagel father. A, a bagel up on, like, the crystals <laughs> talking to him? Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine that that would even... What is what that suggestion? What is that suggestion? It's reasons for, for Marlon Brando to do even less work than he's already oh, totally. doing. Just totally. like, I'll, I'll call in from home and deliver the lines to you and you guys figure it out. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what he really wanted. Um, I really like this part, though, because Kal-El here spends 12 years learning from these recordings. Yeah. 
there's some weird stuff going on. I'm not 100% sure if he's in the Fortress of Solitude the whole time or if he's actually traveling through the galaxy, like he's flying through the galaxy. But what matters most is that, is that he's basically training his mind here for 12 years. Yeah. That's neat. And then after all of that learning is done, we see Christopher Reeve as Superman in the fortress, and then he takes off. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And and actually, the taking off looks really cool. Um, I like that he's just standing there, and then he kind of flies, and it, it really looks good. Um, yeah. And this is kind of, for me, when the movie, like, movie number one is now over, and now the movie that I enjoy starts up. Okay. I enjoyed the first stuff. I enjoyed I enjoyed all that Fortress of Solitude stuff, so... Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed the the small displays of power. Uh, that's fun. I, like, there was moments in it that I liked, but, like, we're 45 minutes into the movie now, and, like, that's all that's happened is what we've kind of explained. So, for me, it just was... It was taken a little long, and I didn't quite love the pace. And so, I, maybe I feel like it picks up a lot once we hit this next part of the movie, this next act of the movie. I really like the pace of where we're getting into, and sort of the... Uh, more fun aspect of the movie that was pretty serious that first that first part as well well the movie's like two hours and 20 minutes long yeah but there's a three hour cut out there dean so i know you might you might want to stay away from that one then i will stay clear of that i will never watch that so we get some more obvious origin story stuff here where clark gets a job at the newspaper uh he meets lois lane he meets jimmy olsen and uh, they start to build up this like good guy persona of clark Mm-hmm. And um, he asks his boss, Perry White, if Perry can send half of every paycheck back to his mother. So yes. you're getting like this like classic best son, most oh, yeah. do-gooding person that, that there is. For sure. Uh, Cl- Clark and Lois go on a walk and they get mugged. Uh, but Lois is actually the one who fights back and gets the mugger to run off because, cool. uh, you know, obviously the character of Clark plays this like bum- kind of like a bumbling guy, like a bumbling, bumbling fool. But um, in the whole process of the mugging, the gun goes off and Clark pretends to faint, but actually catches the bullet. And then he accidentally, after that, tells Lois all of the contents of her purse. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a cool scene because they're continuing in this movie to give us these small displays of the different things that Superman can do. So if totally. you haven't, if you haven't read any Superman, you don't really know what this guy's capable capable of. So they keep showing us different types of things that he can do, right? He can, he can yeah. kick a football really far. He can run faster than a train. He can stop a bullet. Um, he can lift up a car. Uh, so they're just slowly like adding powers to him. And they do that the whole movie. They keep just adding new stuff on that he can do. So yeah. the way that they did his powers in this movie, I thought was excellent. I agree. I, I think and I think the scene is very good. I think it's a great scene um, because while I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, okay, what is Clark exactly going to do here to be able to, you know, uh, take the gun away from this mugger without really Lois knowing because it's obvious that he's putting on this sort of bumbling fool uh, act right now. So how is he ever going to get through this? And it's Lois who does it. It's Lois who drops her purse on the ground, you know, gets that gun away. Um, but then the bullet is shot off and does need to be caught. Very cool moment because we don't know he can do that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the scene. We get introduced now to Lex Luthor, Otis, and Miss Tessmacher. Yeah. And dude, I love this group. I love them. Lex is the smart guy. Otis is the the bumbling idiot, always making mistakes. 
and uh, Tessmacher is Tessmacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, dude, they add all the fun to this movie. I think without yeah. them, this whole movie is dry for me. Yeah. They mostly just hang out. They've yeah. got this like supervillain lair and they just hang out there. They don't even really leave it. It's it's so cool. I love it. Yeah. So the only reason for me that Lex Luthor is smart is because he's saying he is. So like they are very fun. I really like this whole group. But my take is that he's kind of dumb. He's not very smart. Why would he surround himself with these two? Um but, like, I, I have fun with them. I really like them. But the only times he's really proving that he's smart is because he tells us he's smart. Well, he is smart. He he does smart things in the movie. Like, his plan is fairly impressive. I, I kind of love, love his plan. <laughs> like, what he's able to achieve is fairly impressive, right? Yeah. Nobody else is really doing that. But, yeah, you're right. I think he, he enjoys um, having these people around him because I think... In the conversations they have, it allows him to sound like an intellect, which I don't That's think true. he yeah, is, yeah. but he's a man with the plan. I don't think anybody else is coming up with a plan. Yeah, like he likes that power. He likes to be way smarter than them and, and like rub it in their face. So, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess my question was, why would he ever surround himself with these people if he was really smart and really a mastermind? Because they are not very helpful. Um, but yeah, they, it brings it brings so much uh, fun to the plot. I, I love this group as well. Yeah. So they show us Lex killing a cop. So while he doesn't yeah. really seem like a bad guy, like he just he he kind of seems a little bit silly himself uh, early on. But yeah. they do set up that this this is your bad guy. Like yeah. he just he killed somebody. So um, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor steals the show for me. It's great. In this. Like yeah. he is he is so out of place. How well he's acting in this movie. It's just, it's, it's fascinating. It's just, I, I love it. Excellent, totally. excellent job. Yeah, I, I, I love Gene Hackman. I also, th I think the other person who's sort of up to his caliber in this movie is the guy playing Perry White. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, who He's is, good. Uh, yeah, let me pull it here. It's Jackie Cooper. Um, so good. I think he's also crushing it in this movie. I mean, the acting's not bad by yeah. anybody, but I, I just thought Gene Hackman is so totally. far beyond all these other people. Agreed. Uh, now Lois is on the top of the daily planet and is taking off in a helicopter, but something goes wrong and they're in danger. Dean, they're in danger. Oh yeah. Uh, the helicopter is going to crash, but Superman decides to make his first public appearance. Yeah. And he saves a falling Lois Lane. He also With a great line. What was his line? The line, like the line from Lois, like he, where Superman says, I got you. And she says, you got me. Who's got you? Oh yeah, I love <laughs> there, that. Some fun, I love that like line. That. that just really hit with me. Yeah, he catches the helicopter too, and all the while his theme music is playing. So yeah. it's just epic. It's epic. Epic. Moment. Yeah. Now that now that he's shown himself, Dean, he can um, do all sorts of heroic stuff in public now. So we cool. get uh, we get a montage of him fighting crime and literally saving a cat stuck in a tree. Save the cat. What's your favorite? He moment, did it, eh? man. We know he's a hero. Yeah. So the world now knows about Superman, including Lex Luthor. And Lex considers this a personal challenge to destroy Superman. Yeah. yeah. So back, <laughs> back at the Daily Planet, Perry White wants them to get more information on this flying guy, they call him. Like none of the newspapers have a name for him yet. They're just, yeah. just like making stuff up. Right. Uh, he, he wants them to get the scoop on this Superman. 
And Clark decides to let Lois get that exclusive interview, and he visits her as Superman. Yes. Now, she was supposed to go for a date with Clark. She was getting yeah. ready for a date with Clark, right? And then Superman shows up and, like, sweeps her off her feet and flies her around the city. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, it's a funny scene. It's, like, it's a cheesy scene, but it actually looks really, really great. Like you mentioned before, the flying scenes look good. This flying scene at night over the the dark city with all the lights on, like, it looked really good, man. Like, they did a really good job. I think the rooftop part is fantastic. There's some serious flirting going on here, and I think it's really charming. I really love this rooftop part where they're sort of, you know, being witty to each other. Um, And then the flying is pretty solid. It looks good. Um, The poem is weird. Uh, That's sort of the only part where I'm like, what's going on here? And how long is this poem going to last? Um, but other than that, great. I don't even remember the poem. I was oh my goodness, like it was so long. Purge from memory. <laughs> now, Luther has found out that some kryptonite has landed on Earth. And also that Superman can't see through lead. So he puts a master plan in motion. Yeah, I just don't get how he, why he thinks kryptonite is going to hurt Superman. I also don't understand why it does. Uh, well, I'm not sure why it does either. Yeah. He knows about it, though, because, because Dean, I'll tell you why, he's smart. Okay, I know you don't (laughs) like to think so, but I'll tell you what he is, because he somehow knows that Superman's planet was destroyed. Yeah, he figures that out. Yeah. He figures that out, and then he theorizes that some sort of meteorite from that Mm -hmm. planet possibly could have landed on our planet at the same time yeah and so he was trying to get some sort of like something from that home planet not really knowing what it might do he just wanted to get his hands on it his lair is full of books and newspapers and stuff like that and he backtracks like through time to when he even like calculates he's like i think it might have taken like four years or something for superman to get here so he looks like at the the date the year that Superman might have landed and finds an article about some guy finding this kryptonite. And uh, so that's yeah. that's how he knows it exists. But yeah. they don't really explain, I don't think, how he knows Superman's planet exploded. It might No, but it might be in that article because we don't know everything he told Lois and everything she printed and they were reading it while he was figuring that out. So it could have been it could have been in that. So I, I do appreciate the backtracking and figuring out that a piece of his planet might be on ours. I just don't understand how a piece of his planet hurts him. Like if if we if we somehow were on another planet and a piece of Earth landed there, why would that hurt me? Why would a piece of that hurt me? I just don't get that part. But um, you're right. He is very smart in this moment, being able to track the exact place and time that a meteor would have hit that would have been a piece of Krypton. So that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, Luther, he's got his, his plan going. His plan is in motion. He sets up a roadblock in front of the military as they're moving a giant nuclear missile down the highway. Because that's exactly how you transport yeah. nuclear missiles. <laughs> yeah. You drive them down the highway. And when there's a car in the road, everybody gets out and leaves that nuclear missile by itself. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. We need 20 people to help one person. <laughs> yeah. So Otis sabotages the targeting system on that missile yeah unfortunately he doesn't do a very good job he screws it up 
He's but an idiot. Luckily, luckily, he's an idiot. <laughs> luckily, there's another missile. <laughs> yeah. How perfect is that? There's two missiles. Two chances. Right. So is th- oh, is that what happened? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the same one. Now the whole Mm-mm. sort of movie comes together knowing that it's a different one. Yeah, okay. it's a different yeah. missile. It's, okay, so okay. They have to do it all over again, which I think is hilarious. Like the dude yeah. screwed it up <laughs> yeah. the first time, but luckily there's a second nuclear missile also On traveling down. <laughs> Yeah. The highway that awesome. they can sabotage a second time. So they set up a second roadblock. This yeah. time they send Miss Tessmacher in and yeah. she does not screw it up. Much she gets more capable. The job. She get, yeah, much more capable. She gets the job done. So that's, it's very funny. And Larry Hagman um, of I Dream of Genie and Dallas fame was the general in the army in that scene. Oh, cool. It was very strange to see. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He <laughs> like, cool. he, <laughs> he gives a, he gives Miss Tessmacher CPR. He says he's going to give her CPR. And then if you can, like, like the army like makes a circle around her yeah. as she's on the ground. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to give her CPR. I'm the one. I get to do it. And then if you if you look, you can just kind of see between their legs. But he's like making out with her as she's lying on yeah. the ground, he, pretending to so be like a cold. It was so they strange. All, they all make a circle and then he tells them all to turn around. She's out oh, yeah. cold. What yeah. are you going to do? This was weird, man. This was second, weird. Second most uncomfortable moment in the movie. Yes. Yes. 100%. Second most uncomfortable moment. And those are two high on the chart of uncomfortable moments. Those are two moments that you just cannot do anymore. No. Do not put those in movies. It turns out Luther has now stolen the kryptonite that he needed. He found it in a museum. And he sends out a message to Superman on a frequency that only Superman and dogs can hear. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. He tells Superman he's going to set off a deadly gas in the city unless Superman stops him. Now, this is just his ploy to get Superman to come and meet him. Yeah. Because there's really no other way for him to have a talk with Superman other than just like threatening to do something. So uh, he threatens threatens the damage. Superman shows up and Superman breaks into Luther's lair and they meet face to face. Yeah. In the meantime, the military launches the two missiles. And who knows what they're firing at. Yeah. Or why they're they doing launch? it. So here's, here's the thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be a test launch. But why would you test launch actual nukes? Just like armed. Yeah. Armed These are nukes. armed nukes. But it's a test launch. Like what do you. Yeah. Where are you sending them? I don't get it. I don't understand. All all they did, all they did was like reconfigure where they were going. So where were they going to go in the first place? <laughs> no shocker that there's holes in this movie, but yeah, yeah. The military is sending two nukes somewhere as a somewhere. test. I'm shocked, but you know, I never questioned it as a kid. I'm just like, oh no way. You know what? That's the way that that's the way the world works. You you got to test nuclear weapons. You got to test them. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I don't even understand what's happening. I just want them to go back to Superman. Like, just put Superman back on the screen. Whatever. Well, I'm just like cool missile man. That's a cool missile. Yeah. Yeah. I do like. Well, I do like when Superman busts into uh, Luther's lair there. Um, and I, f- for me, one of the best jokes in the movie, Luther says, "Like, come in. The door's open." Pretty funny stuff there. That was pretty good. He follows it up with like. My attorney will be in touch with you about the damages. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, 
Does he have an attorney? <laughs> like, is he serious? He's a right funny now? guy, man. He's a Lex Luthor is hilarious in this movie. And it's like you said, it's Gene Hackman's sort of like charm and gravitas. Yeah. Like, he's so good. He's just such a good actor. He's amazing. Yeah. So he's just bringing it all to this role. I mean, he knows it's going to make $300 million, I guess, because he just brings everything to it. Yeah, Gene Hackman is fantastic. Just a fantastic and, and actor. He, and he can have fun with it. Like, he is just having fun being Lex. He's a great he actor that's fun. not... He's not taking it too seriously. Just having a great time. Yeah, you can tell that. That's for sure. Yeah. So the new location that was input into these nukes, one of them, the, the correct one, the correct one by Tessmacher, is going to the San Andreas Fault on the West Coast. The other one is accidentally going to the East Coast. Yeah. But that I, I feel like that kind of works out. Luther's not too upset about that because it, um, it almost seemed away. like it was, it almost seemed like it was his plan. Like he knew Otis would screw it up and he just kind of let him do it because what the two nukes going in different directions does is that Superman has to choose yeah. one okay. nuke. He can't say, he can't stop both the nukes. That's what uh, Lex Luthor says. He's like, you can't possibly stop both of these. So choose one. So obviously he's going to choose to save Lois, right? But Luther does say he could stop them both if he has Luther's detonator. Right. So Superman goes looking for this detonator, which is just a trick to get Superman to open up this chest that has the kryptonite in it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that immediately immediately weakens Superman. He's like out of the picture. Um, Lex Luthor has made a necklace out of it, yeah. puts the necklace on Superman and pushes him into the pool. And yeah. Superman's like sinking. He's barely able to stay, uh, stay above water. And Miss Tessmacher ends up helping Superman because right. that second missile is actually headed right towards where her mother lives. Yeah. See, this is where I was really confused when I didn't really understand that they had messed up on one. Like I knew they messed up on one missile, but then I thought they went and fixed that one. So I was like, why would he send it right to where like his girlfriend's mother lives? Like that seems like a real big misstep. Um, so it makes more sense that it is a random thing. But also now, like you're saying, he does brag about putting two missiles in different directions so that Superman can't get them both. So I wonder if he's just taking credit for the mistake and now mm -mm. it works into his plot or if, yeah, no, or if he really knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. He's smart. He's smart in the movie. So why is he going to kill his girlfriend's mom? Um, I don't think, like, I, I think he just knew that Otis would screw up and the yeah. missile wouldn't go in the right direction. I don't, I don't necessarily think that he knew it would go directly onto like where Tess Mocker's mom lives, but yeah. he's just like, that's the plan. This is what's now happening, but he's not going to stop it because it is headed towards Tess Mocker's mom, right? Yeah, and you know what? Luther's like all about himself. He probably doesn't even know where Tessmacher's mom lives. He probably doesn't even know she has a mom. Like That's true, yeah. You know, he's pro probably not even something that crosses his mind. He just said where it's headed. She was like, yeah. oh, that's where my mom lives. Right? Yeah, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. But yeah, anyway, she, she jumps in and saves Superman, which is uh, pretty cool because he was done. He put this necklace on, shoved in a dead. pool. He was going to be dead. Yep, yep. He was going to be dead. And before she saves him, though, she makes Superman promise to save her mother first. Yeah. And he agrees and she takes the necklace off and he's got his power again and he's on his way. Cool. And being a man of his word, Dean, he heads to the missile on the East Coast first to save yeah. Tess Bacher's mom. 
And Tim, you know how we know he's going to do that? Because he's a man of his word. We know because he saved that cat. We also know because you cannot say no to Miss Tessmacher. It's very true, Tim. Um, there's no Try way. to say no to her. Yeah. If she asks you to save her mom first, you say yes. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Anything. Of course. You say yes to anything she wants you to do. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm just picturing her in that pool. I'm sorry. I keep going here. She, she, uh, where are we? What, what? I don't know. In, I think we, we're still we, in the pool. <laughs> we're still in the pool. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> she takes the necklace off him and he flies away, right? He's powerful. He's Superman. Yeah. Yeah. He's Superman. He flies, he flies away. away. Yeah. He can fly. He can fly. Okay. He can fly. He's a superhero. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he's a man of his word. Yeah. We did all that. Uh, okay. So he, he, he gets rid of that East Coast bomb. Yeah. He needs to get back to the West Coast. But by the time he gets back, it's too late. The missile has already hit the fault line. Yeah. And things are going wrong. Very wrong. Very, very wrong, Dean. Yes. Tim, can we first say what um, Luther's plan was here? Because it's so, it's so hilarious. Um, yeah, I was actually still going to get to that. But go ahead. No problem with you explaining it now. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Okay, because the coast, like the California coast is, um, you know, the the number one spot for uh, real estate. It's like the hot spot. They got the beaches, you know, it's beautiful land. Um, Luther has bought all of the land that's on the other side of the fault line, which is like really cheap land. And what he's going to do is he's going <laughs> to nuke the coast so that all the land that he has bought is now the new coast. So it's now the new hot spot to go and everyone's going to want to live there. Everyone's going to go to the beaches there. Um, it's so funny. I've never seen some sort of wild plot like this in a superhero movie. I really appreciated it. Um, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's like so fun. And it's like, it's so, he has to think so hard about like that. Like he has nukes. He's going to hijack nukes. But what he's going to do with it is he has bought up a bunch of land and he's going to make his land more valuable by blowing up the current coast and making his land the new coast. Yeah. he's. If only he could get rid of California, his <laughs> yes. land would, would be, be the so most much. expensive land. So it's he's like, so I'm funny. just going to get rid of California. I'm going to hit the fault line with a nuke. It's going to make California separate and like sink into the ocean. Yeah, it's so it's funny. It's a it's a kind of a great plan. He's like, then we'll put up condos. We'll put up neighborhoods. Yeah. It'll be great. Be, Everyone will want to live there because we're the new coast. Yeah, it'll be Lexifornia. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Um, so at this point, though, this is where I feel like the majority of the budget goes other than Marlon Brando's salary. Uh, it's just getting to see all the damage that an earthquake would do. Yeah. They, they have some epic things going on here. It's very good. Like the golden gate bridge is, is being destroyed. The Hoover dam is being destroyed. Um, cars are smashing everywhere. All sorts of chaotic stuff that would be expensive to film. Yeah. So Superman is able to repair the fault line. I'm not sure how. I also don't know how. Like, they pressed rewind on the video of it being destroyed, but I'm not really sure what he did in order to get that to happen. 
That's right. He was holding up a piece of you... rock. He was holding up a piece of rock, yeah. and the fault line was just forming back everywhere. Right. It was very visual. Like, the fault <laughs> yeah. line, I mean, they made it look like an actual line, like a divided line of yes, land where definitely. some land fell, you know, further into the ground, and you could see a, a bit of a space between this side and the other side. Yeah. And yeah. then Superman went underground, and yeah. then somehow that land just, like... Like you started said, to come it back up. Un- started to come back up and connect it again. Yeah. And then they get it. show a shot of him underground and he's holding something up. But like, I mean, that piece of rock he's holding up was definitely not covered all the area we saw. Yeah, he's pushing rock back up to the surface, I guess. <laughs> I no clue. Is what they're trying to tell us? I don't know what was going on there, it's Tim. Fine. I do not know. It's, it's fine. fine. Doesn't it's matter. Fine. Let's talk about Tessmacher some more. Do oh, you wanna? man. I think that's a double feature we have coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. That, I'd do a double feature on her. Uh, <laughs> There's the sound bite. That sounded awful. <laughs> that sounded terrible. So he's now off to help people in trouble. As a kid, I loved all these parts of him doing all these like feats yeah. of strength and saving all these people. It was awesome. As an adult... I find this all very weak and I am not really into this story. It's just, it's none this is, this doesn't do it for me with all the Superman material that we've been exposed to now, mostly comics, the yeah. stories in those are so excellent that to be quite honest, this story of this movie bores me. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. It's, it's fun to see him go around and save people in like the first montage, but when it comes to the end, you want him to be more more of a hero, I think, than just, like, repairing stuff. Like, going underground and holding up a rock. Like, you want to see something else going on here. And it's it's not quite... I, I think I agree with you. It's not quite epic enough, even. We need the bad guys, right? Uh, it's yeah, really, need it's really tough person. to yeah. have, like, a Superman story that's really fun when there isn't another superhero involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got, you've got you got Lex Luthor. He's got a cool plan here. I, I respect it. I like it. I like yeah. him. He's my favorite. Um, but, uh, yeah, Superman can only do so much with his powers without somebody to fight him, right? So, uh, I don't know. It just, gets, it just gets kind of old and long of sort just of... Just as an, as an adult. Yeah. Watching it as an adult, I'm just... Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it felt long... Yeah, it felt slow, like, because yeah. I'm not getting, I'm not blown away by the fact that he lifts up a car anymore, right? I'm just like, well, that's yeah. it? He lifted up a car? You right. know? I saw him fight Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do anything new, you know, anything new and impressive. It's just the stuff we saw before when he was starting to be Superman. Um, yeah. I read All-Star Superman. I know. This is turds turds compared to that story <laughs> like i'm not i'm not like a huge superman fan in general um loved all-star superman but um i did find like i find this movie fun but i, I agree that it's like it's not just hitting me with like this is the epic superhero story that i just need to need to watch all the time and need to show my friends and i think it, it is that it's it, it's a little boring yeah i'm looking forward to, to watching two because i think two might hit a little bit a little bit better. Right, because you, of those, get, you those get the villains. super villains, basically, yeah. Yeah. Amongst all this chaos and damage and Superman having to save a bunch of other people, by the time he finally gets to Lois, we've actually seen her die. She she gets killed. She did, yeah. Which was uh, interesting. 
buried and alive buried alive in her car it's it's kind of like it's very dramatic it is very dramatic now when superman gets there holy does he let out a scream of pain dude yeah did you think he was gonna say con yes that's that's what i'm gonna say is like i think <laughs> i think his scream was greater than uh, captain kirk's con scream it was nice. way more powerful way it more was epic. it was when he started to scream, I yelled out Khan. I thought he was going to say Khan, um, but he didn't, unfortunately. But yeah, it was a great, great scream. I'll tell you what. I bet Khan shuddered. Oh, yeah. Khan heard, heard it. it and, yeah. and and he, he got scared. Yeah, he hit the bench press after that. Damn, yeah. Yeah, I got to get, get my chest bigger. I got to bulk up a bit. Yeah. There's guys like that out there? Damn. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't just have to deal with Captain Kirk. Yeah. So Lois is dead. Superman then proceeds to fly around the Earth in the opposite rotation about 30 times. Mm -hmm. So he can cause time to go backwards so that he can get to Lois in time to save her. And not even to save her, but get to her before these events even happened. For sure, yeah. And I actually kind of like that part. I forgot about it. I wasn't expecting it. As soon as they show him like speeding around the earth. Yeah. I actually thought it was like he was channeling his scream. Like more of his anger was just, he's like, I need need to get some energy out. I'm so mad. (laughs) And he just starts like ripping around the earth over and over and over again. But no, he was trying to reverse the rotation of the earth to go back in time. Yeah, so I just That's a great we, don't have to get, we don't have to get into it at all, but I do not understand how this rewinds time. Um, but we don't have to get into it. I just when I try to get into the logic of the end of this movie, it doesn't really make any sense to me. But I like it. I'm with you. I like the spinning around the earth. I like once it starts turning around. Um, very good. And then I like that once he's done doing that, he starts spinning the other way because he's got to get the earth going back the right rotation. Right. So he starts doing that. Then he goes down and uh, Lois is fine. I mean, clearly there's many holes in that being a theory of time travel. Well, that, that, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, and also he goes, like, after he does the spin, he just goes down and Lois is fine. But, like, has the missile still hit? Right. Yeah, so I, I was like, thinking about There's just it. a bunch of stuff they don't address, so it, it's just... Oh, yeah. of course not. How do you address that? But yeah. <laughs> I think if you if you somehow buy into the fact that if he can make the Earth spin backwards, I'm still not sure what that does, yeah. Uh, visually for us, it's like the, the visual representation True. that possibly yeah. time is going backwards. Yeah. That's not what would happen. The other thing is the issue, like you said, okay, so he goes back in time, but wouldn't he just get there before all the destruction happens? So he must have, if this is going to work, he must have gone back in time. And as he was doing all of that, he must have gone in and redirected the missile off of the planet well, and then yes. continued to spin, then spun it back the other way to, to make time go normally and all said and done there's no damage the nukes never hit well so tim why didn't he just do that to start off with true (laughs) well here's why he didn't because his father said you can't intervene with human unless you're in love unless you're in love (laughs) unless you're like only love (laughs) you can only display power if you're in love that's i mean that's the message of this movie um but what a beautiful message Tim, so I just want to point out one thing, that this is exactly what I thought. He turned it back, and he must have turned it back far enough to grab that missile and put it out. 
But when he went down to talk to Lois, she was her gas her her car was still empty, which means that gas station still crumbled, and she was talking about how there was an earthquake and there was telephone poles falling everywhere. So why was there an mm. earthquake if he saved them? So that that's why I was thinking like, okay, so the missile still hits. So like Lex Luthor's land is still worth all that much, but you saved Lois. Um, so you're I telling me there I, might, you're telling me there might be holes. I could not piece it together, Tim. I don't buy her, it. Her car should it. not have been empty if he saved the missile. Cause she went to the gas station to fill it up, but then the gas station fell over. So she had to leave. Because of the earthquake. I need Luther to explain to us how this worked. Because he would know. <laughs> if anybody knows, he would know. I don't even Dude. think Superman knows how he did it or what happened. But Luther no. would know. Luther is currently sitting on some prime real estate right now. He has the coast. I believe Luther still has the coast. I believe those missiles still hit. And um, that <laughs> Lois has just been saved. Yeah, so it's very interesting. Superman gets to her... And yeah, the, all that's gone wrong with her is that she doesn't have gas in her car. She's very upset about it, but she doesn't mm-hmm. have gas. But she's alive. She's alive. Thank goodness. You know, thank oh, yeah. goodness. Now, Superman drops off. We don't see really see anything, but Superman drops off Luther at a local prison where we see Luther was wearing wigs this whole time. Oh, boy. And then Superman flies off into outer space with his theme song playing behind him and that's the end yeah i i think what's really interesting about the luther pulling off his wig and being bald is like this is only for comic fans and i find it interesting that they did that with a 1978 movie like they do that now because like a bunch of people read comics but i i didn't wouldn't think that they would do that in 1978 cater like this superman movie to have this big reveal at the end where i mean it's not a reveal we know he's lex luthor it's but not, he pulls yeah, it's not a big deal he, it's not a big deal but we if you know the comics you're like why isn't luthor bald and then right. at the end he pulls off his wig and he's like i'm lex luthor like just think of being in the um being in the audience and not having any sort of comic knowledge at all and be like okay why did you pull your wig off who cares um so i think it's just like a moment that's just for comic fans which is uh i mean i i like it i I find it i find it pretty cool all right um you got any final thoughts uh fun movie you know i'll watch it again i don't mind watching it i don't mind watching it i'll do it again I don't mind watching it at all. It's kind of like you said. I appreciate this. I like this movie. I'm not going to go recommend it to anyone. I'm not going to tell my friends they have to watch Superman, but I'm going to watch it again. I had a fun time with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll watch it at least one more time in my life. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to what if then. Yeah, let's do it. So, Dean, the movie has a small part of Superman as a child, slightly more time spent with him as a teenager, than the majority of the time with him grown up. What if they spent equal moments of the time in each of the three periods? What if they spent more time? What if you saw more stuff of this kid in underpants doing kind of like comedic things, funny things? Um getting into situations then you saw more time of him in high school you got more of that like teenage angst that he has 
him being like embarrassed and and ridiculed because you know they think he's like they think he's a loser because he has to act like one and then you get to the later parts and you kind of cut out a fair amount of the stuff that might be unnecessary and just keep some of the like the tighter stuff in that final act yeah um for me personally, I did. So while I didn't like that first part of the movie, it wasn't really anything that Superman had to do. Like I really enjoyed sort of teenage Superman. I thought he was pretty fun. Um, I wasn't like the, the kid Superman isn't in there for very long, but I never really enjoyed, you know, the kid Superman scenes. So, um, but th- they could have done some fun stuff with that. Totally. Totally. They could have done fun stuff with that and they could have done a lot of stuff with the teenage because I was kind of digging the the teenage Superman. But mm. like for me, once that movie, once he was an adult and he was just at the paper and he was just like Clark Kent with the glasses and Superman, you know, when he's when he doesn't have the glasses, that's when the movie for me just hit a, like it felt like a different movie to me. It just felt fun. It felt like it finally had, you know, some life to it and I uh, that I didn't really feel in those first 40 minutes. So I kind of want the movie just to start as him as an adult. I don't want to see any of that stuff at all. Um, but I understand that like there is a movie there. There's something there if you break that down and have sort of more of a transition. But Honestly, for me, I want to cut it all out. I want you to start me right away, right after he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and he spends those 12 years there learning everything. Start me right after that. I want to start the movie there. Interesting. So I think I think we're kind of on the same page that what they did might not have been the best choice. Yeah. Yeah. I get it for I get it for the origin story. Um it it works. I guess you want to show since he lands on the planet as a baby, you want to show how he progresses at these different times in his life. But I'd prefer it more if you either give us more of that so yeah. that it makes a little bit more sense or give us none of it the way you're saying it. Give us none of that so we don't we don't even have that in our minds. Yeah. All right, dude. Cool. Well, we did it. That was, that, was, that was fun. Kind of fun. It was it was really fun. It was fun watching the movie. It was fun podcasting about it. I I, I really enjoyed that movie. You really enjoyed that movie? Um, like I enjoyed my time watching it. Yes. I guess I did too. I think it could have been a bit shorter, but it was oh fun. man, it, it dude, it needed to be shorter. I it definitely needed... remember watching the the three hour television cut. I oh. I remember watching that. Like they back in the day, they would put like. These epic television cuts over two nights on TV. It was like an event. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like this night, it'll be like you get like a two hour, uh, two hours with commercials the first night and two hours with commercials the second night. Yeah. And I remember watching this. Like this was an event. It was the Superman. (laughs) Superman's coming to TV. It's free. Nice. You have to pay for it. Nice. And yeah, you just sit down, (laughs) you watch the first part. There's some really cool deleted scenes that weren't in this movie that are better than some of the scenes in this oh, movie that get, that get cut out. So, um, yeah. Tim, are you some trying to make stuff. me watch that three-hour cut? No. Because I, I, I said I'd I'm, never I, watch it. I think I'm trying to talk myself into watching it, to be honest with you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a good, I had a good time watching it. I I like yeah, even if too. movies are bad, I like watching yeah. them and picking out what I think are good, what what's good about them. Because you know, I it's I feel fun. like every movie has something good in it. So um, look, it's not yeah, a bad it movie. This it four yeah. Academy Award nominations. This is not a bad movie. There you okay? go. Three hundred three hundred million dollars at the box office. That's yes. a success. Yes. Do you know what this did not get nominated for? Best story. 
Okay, that's <laughs> yes. all I'll say. This is not a <laughs> or best, best story. picture. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't get nominated for best story because that's not a category. But I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> you understand screenplay. what I'm saying. Yeah, you get it. Screenplay. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get it. All right. Well, Dean, thanks for joining. We'll we'll see you next week. Yeah, you bet. And thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.